Why do you like helping people? Is the simple question. I guess it's um, this this uh, thing. I guess maybe it starts with my parents, where it's indoctrinated in, into me that uh, you know, I guess when you help your when you help anybody, that uh, you will you yourself will receive something, and uh, and uh, or you know, it'll benefit, it'll make you a better person, and uh, a good I guess uh, thing that my mom always says is uh, if you give something. Or you give something away, or you give some of your time, or to somebody, you know, you'll free, you'll you'll feel a lot more freer. Show us as like you get ten times as much as you put in. But you don't expect that at all. Right? I don't expect that. I mean, it, it does. It's just feeling that I get that um, you know, it's a heavy burden has been lifted off. The fact that like, uh, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a karma thing. It's just, it's just like this kind of like a checks and balances. Where uh, I feel like I gotta do my part. I gotta, you know, help out something. So maybe, you know, I don't know. In the near future, they'll help me out. It goes back to why is there a burden, and like, how do you get that mentality? Because it's rare. I'm letting you know that it's super rare for me people that don't expect something in return. There's always a cost. There's always a cost. Well, in my opinion, is that life should be just like how you live. I don't think so. I think, uh, let's give an example. Um, so every, I'd say every weekend we try to do this. My mom, uh, she has a, uh, she's a friend, an elderly woman that we go, we always, um, we used to go when she had a, she had a house of her own. Right now she's living with somebody. We'd always go, you know, bring milk or we always, I think t- this time we used to, my mom would just go there just to, you know, keep her company. I just, I mean, I would never go inside. I just stay outside for like 30, 45 minutes while they just uh, just watch YouTube videos all day or something. Usually, like you know, I'd uh, I'd go greet her or something like that. But I mean, to me, I just feel like just the uh, somebody you know you know somebody needs you more than uh, I mean you know that uh, more than I mean kind of like you need yourself right now. You know, they they need you more. I mean, what else could you be doing? I could be helping. You know keep this woman company you know maybe i don't know we know what you know maybe like help my mom just just making them happier and i mean that makes me happy just because you know it's just like i i like right now i don't i don't need people to come see me or whatever i'm not i'm not lonely this person is and it's just providing that just trying to fulfill that need that well, she has to backtrack how does your mother know that person that how does my mom know the person ah uh, so actually uh when I when we came here, we didn't have much. My parents came here with a uh, with a five dollar bill and a picture of a uh, sacred mountain range. So um, we came here, and um, she was one of the few people that lived in the same apartment complex. So we lucked out. Like my parent, like my parents didn't know a lick of English. We just came here, and we were surrounded by like five six families that were from our native country. And this was one of the women that um, was there, and you know she, uh, she along with another uh, older woman, basically took care of my mom. I mean, you know, just coming from a, from a country uh, that you know you were there all your life, and coming to another country where you know nothing about, you can't interact with anybody. You know, my mom sucks at driving, so she can't drive anywhere. To this day, she can't drive. She drive. She drove a little bit. She's just very bad at driving. She just, I mean, she can't even like drive in like the 
the feeder lanes, man, to, to get to somewhere. <laughs> so usually I just drive. You know, this this woman basically made her feel at home. My mom would just go there. I mean, we, if we go to school, she'd just go to her place and relax. And it was basically like a home away from home kind of thing just to get her situated in America. And, you know, it was basically like it was basically putting her mind at ease, you know, because she couldn't do so much here in America. So she had a person that she communicate in her language and talk to about her, you know, problems that not a lot of Americans have. So, you know, stuff happens. This this lady, I mean, I think I don't know the whole situation about her. It's divorced. Um, you know, she has to move away, I guess, cost problems. And we always, or my mom always stayed in contact. And I mean, they're always nice to me, you know, they, um, giving us food and, uh, helping us out, you know, just providing anything we need. And it's just, you know, it's actually, actually the span, the whole span of this it's actually funny how, you know, when we came here, they helped us out and then now I'm doing the same thing by sort of, you know, keeping them connected and trying to help her out, you know, just bringing her something she needs. But you just do it automatically. You're not even like it's. It's just a it's just a feeling. It's like, it's like I've uh, and that goes hand in hand with uh, you know growing up. Um, I think care for your own and you have to be a little selfish. Mm-hmm. But I've just realized throughout the years, like I mean, I don't give as much. I mean, I'm not handing out like my whole paycheck every day to this pe- everybody. But whatever you can do, you know, you should go ahead and do it. Or I mean, hell, if you don't want to, dude, don't. You know, don't. I just like doing it. And uh, I feel like it is. Um, it might be tied with something like like spirituality that it's a uh, it's a civic duty. It's not really hurting me. There's somebody that needs my help more. I mean, that's going back to saying somebody that needs my help more than you know I need. I mean, I I don't well, really. Well, you're plenty is the line. Yeah, is that like you're the elephant giving a peanut to a mouse. Right. But the peanut is nothing to you. Right. But it means the whole world for the mice. Right. Mice. I mean, you know, that that lady basically like stays at home. I mean, I don't know what she's doing right now. She's probably staying at home. But I mean, you know, my mom will probably just go there. Or sometimes I'll just drop my mom off and she'll stay the whole night. Keep that lady company. I mean, and, you know, it's the same thing that was with my, with my, my mom. Just, you know, she kept her company while they were there. It's just this uh, feeling that that I have, you know, and like any time I've helped somebody, either you or our friends, mm-hmm. I've grown as a better person. I've got to know that better person, uh, that person, and dude, you, um, I've gotten, they've taught me something, and they've helped me out in the future. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't ask for anything, and it worked out. And my question to you is that, with our little friends group, that seems like the common thing. Do you think this is common with the whole world, or just dying out? What is your gauge based on your travels and your life? Are most people like us or wanting to give more than, give as much, you know, give because we're plenty? Right. Or do you think most people are selfish and would shut people up somewhere out of the way so they can take more? Like, what's what's your pulse on the people around you? I think our group is pretty, I want to say our group is pretty unique. Yeah. In the sense, yeah, we, we do, um, we're pretty selfless and in, in our I guess until what we can, you know, give up. And because everywhere else I've, I feel like there's, there's gotta be like a tight group of friends that always do this. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I've seen it with like two or three friends. I haven't seen it with like the, uh, 
the amount of people we have in our group where, you know, it's just really selflessness and I don't think of anything when I give it up, when I give something or help somebody out. I guess what I was trying to get out was not just a friends group, but help me out a stranger because that was the point is that that lady, it's just the same skin color, maybe, right. same religion, that complete stranger decided to be your mom's best friend, seems like it. Oh, let's just say it was how, like a stranger? Yeah, like how, like what, that mentality seems, to me, it seems like it's dying out. And I have a theory on why it is, but do you have a, what, what's your perspective? Is it growing? Is it dying? Is it thriving? Am I a pessimist or am I a realist? What, what do you think about the world of how strangers helping strangers? I think it's still there in different senses. Um, I guess I try to fight this a lot where, you know, trying to help strangers because like, I guess if you're helping like people you already know, I have no problem with that. And even, even strangers, but, uh, it's kind of hard just because uh, people are afraid to lose what they have. They don't know if they can trust that person. But if you're always giving like $20, what's the trust? There shouldn't be that hard to do that, that often. Oh, no, no, that, that, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's not a problem. It depends on who that person is, like, you know, where they are in society, if they can give 20 bucks or if they can help. Because there's, I mean, you have to realize that there's people that are just like, Every moment is precious to them. I mean, they're they're running their life, you know, or they give something, you know, maybe they won't have it. But the thing is, what I'm trying to get at is that I've seen you give $20 to a random stranger. Oh, yeah. And that's nothing to us because we're middle class. Right. So I've always seen you do it. I've barely seen all friends do that. I've done it maybe once or twice in my life. You've probably done it like a dozen times. I think that's a spiritual thing. But shouldn't be everyone be more spiritual because that's nothing. And but that's twenty dollars will buy that beggar dinner for a week. That's more yeah. Than... I mean dinner. Uh, I mean I you know whatever he wants. I I don't judge on what he wants. But I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um. Oh, well, actually, I have never seen that. Uh, in my own religious people, really? I've never seen anybody giving twenty bucks to a stranger. Or maybe maybe they'll give like. Nah, actually, I haven't. I've walked with a few of them. I've never seen anything like that. So it's super rare. It's I think it's but, super rare. But you do a lot. I know you do. I think my um, I don't think I haven't seen my dad. My mom. It's actually the thing that my I guess uh, my my mom usually came up with. Uh, if there's anything, well, and this is also tied to superstition, <laughs> but uh, you know if she uh, if something bad happens, she's like, oh, just give you know fifty cents to a beggar, you know, and uh, you know hopefully God will take it away that bad thing away. <laughs> but um, no, nah, man, it's it's like. I I, uh, I keep a I keep a pocket of change or like a couple of dollar bills in the side of my car, and if I see somebody that's in need or if I see, I've actually uh, almost uh, basically like keep the whole line of traffic just to give it to that person, piss people off. It's just they'll get over it. Yeah, they'll get over it. It's just it's it's a personal. I, I guess it is a personal thing. There's somebody else that can use your resources more than you need them right now. If you don't need something, you know, like I try to cut everything like very close, something that I need. I mean, there's a lot of things we want in life. Basically try to cut it, keep uh, keep everything to like a need factor. So, you know, it doesn't clutter up, you know, myself and my mind on me chasing sh crap that is not important. And the sense like, and I guess in the sense of money, like, you know, a few dollar bills, me just keeping it around, they need that more than I do. 
and it's uh, it's something on perspective. Because I mean, to them, it's it's a lot more than what it is to me. Why I do it, I just do it. Be I believe in this sort of like checks and balances, and and what it is is helping the common man. The, but that's what makes life easier. That's what makes life easier, and that's what America's built on. Isn't right, it? is to watch out for the common man. So then, my opinion is, what the heck happened? Do you have an idea of how you and you looking out for the common man is now so unique just to you and your mother? Right. I don't want to say it just became all about me, but that's what I can think of it is like I guess now you know everybody's saying you know you know every you can be anything you want you know the world's yours and that's true, dude. You should go with that mind aspect, but it also feeds the ego. Everybody's basically like, it's kind of like watching out for yourself. There's no way of, I guess there's no teamwork in it all. It's kind of just like you versus the world now in mentality. It, it, it is like, you know, you know, uh, it's kind of like, you know, you just going through life, but you don't realize all the people that got like helped you out and got you to that step. So how did you realize that about yourself? That's the deep question I love asking is how did you realize that you are an amalgam Compared to anybody else, I don't know if it's. I think I still had a, a little bit of ego. A little but bit. you understand it's perspective. You go back and say that it's not just me. It's. It's all the experiences I've had in life, where like I've uh, coming up here and you know trying to start over from the from the ground up. Every pers every experience that I've had, I've tried to learn from it. I guess a lot of my child. Eh, I want to say a good chunk of my childhood has been you know, just trying to. Uh, you know, come here and get something going. And I've realized that a lot of the, if you want to start something or if you're down or whatever, you're going to need a supporting cast. And that's what I got from a lot of people that we were near. And that's why I'm here is like the people that helped us out when we needed help. No, oh, I'm sorry. I lost track. But no, I, you're getting exactly what I'm talking about. Is it's 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 learning from. Uh, so I guess like why I do it. It's like it's it's my I guess it's my experience where um, I've I've had to experience that crappy. I, my family wasn't doing so well, mm -hmm. and I've learned from that experience where you know I've learned all the people that helped us out, and it's and it's going from there and it's going to every different experience where you know going to school getting people having your back to you know every I think every point in my life where I think people have had my back and somehow I guess today usually gets lost because you don't realize like all the people that were there you know watching over your shoulder yeah watching over your shoulder you know you know keeping you keeping your back up straight I mean you're getting so close to it so my question now is do you think because you had nothing that made gave you the perspective. The fact that you moved here and had to vent were lucky enough to be in that apartment to have yeah, caring I mean, people around you. How you grew, I mean, one of the things is how you grow up is how you, what defines you as a person. And I guess you and me have talked about this a lot. Is I don't know if it's true, but I feel like you have to suffer, be a refined, per, a, a be, not a better person, but. Uh, be a more refined person. Well, I call it self-awareness. Self to understand, I call it the valleys and mountains. Is that you have to suffer to be in that valley. Yeah. To know what you had before. Oh, for sure. And then, yeah. So it's all like, 
why my bullshit name is Ikuis is that I didn't realize how much my parents sacrificed for me. Right. And you were there. You were old enough to see your parents sacrifice right. their life in, lives in yeah. <laughs> to um, get here. Because what? They sacrificed all to do what? What was the point of traveling those, you know, that 10 feet away or 1,000 miles or whatever? Why did they choose to? Well, what they tell me is they just wanted to get out of that place. I guess uh, it wasn't really uh, suiting them. And then, you know, there was always problems regarding the society and stuff. And But mostly it was like we need they needed to get us out of there. Just because if I had stayed there, I probably would have been working at a bakery or something. So pretty much it's they wanted to have some opportunity, some change. America was right. the land of promises and Right. Dreams. I don't want to sell this, but I mean, I feel like, you know, they, I think they themselves kind of, I mean, they, they wanted to change their lives too, but, you know, I think they knew if they gave us some kind of like gateway that, you know, we could use our potential, have a better life for us and, you know, I guess generations forward. I guess I'm going to cheat now and ask you, is that, was that pressure to... Yeah. Fulfill your potential there all yeah. the time. Like, describe yeah. some of A lot. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, immigrant, immigrant families, and that's also, uh, firstborn. So you're the first, you're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest. So you had all the, what was, what did that feel like? That was, I mean, I was responsible. If, you know, my mom left. I mean, getting home, locking the door, you know, if she was, I'm kind of like a latchkey kid, but that was basically like, you're the first gen, you're the firstborn. Oh, hold on, in, slow down. Define what a latchkey kid is, just in case people don't know. Latchkey kid is basically uh, either both your parents work or they're mm-hmm. away, and you have a key to the house. Mm-hmm. So basically, you get home before your parents do. You're basically uh, you have full roam abilities to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically, you get home, uh, make your food, call your parents, call your parents, clean uh, clean the house, clean the house, <laughs> and. Uh, to, to make, make sure, huh? Put it back in the house. Back in the house. Clean, clean the, the bathroom. Out. Yeah. <laughs> make sure it doesn't burn down. Uh, don't let anybody in. Change, change your danger. Yeah. I guess I was a latchkey kid. Never thought about it. <sighs> was, your, was your key like special and holy to you too when you were as a given the key for the first time? Oh, mm, uh, I, I guess so. I mean, you know, I had I had it so I could the good. I guess yeah. I mean, the good thing was I could uh, it also it let me come home after school, but uh, I could go and go out when as I please. Just mm-hmm. lock the door before you left, mm-hmm. so I was freedom to run around. To succeed as an immigrant uh, immigrant kid, um, yeah, you know your parents have left this third world country just to get you here, and basically they have uh, they have put um, all their uh, Eggs in your basket. Eggs in your basket, and basically, you are the person that you're basically the future. Mm-hmm. You're living their dreams, right? So that's exactly why I brought you here, so that <clears throat> I can. I don't have to say it. Is that how do you start living for your dreams, not their dreams? I guess a lot. I guess I, I, up till. I guess I was living their dream up till about. I want to say. Most of high school, about, I guess like a few years in, uh, about a, yeah, about a year or so into college, I kind of realized what I wanted to do. What was that moment? Was there a shining light? Did you see 
Gabriel fly into your window and talk? Nah, I was, I think I was drunk. Drunk? This was, uh, this was over the summer. I was, uh, um, I was with some friends, you know, because like, so being a very religious kid, uh, and, uh, having, um, you know, strict parents, you know, you go to school, you do all that crap, and then you come straight home, study, and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I did that for a while, up till, I think, college, and, uh, I was, I think the, and no, I think... you were still doing that in college. Huh? You had a bedtime of, like, 10 p.m. Uh, I, I was like... I remember laughing at you at that point. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but that was, like, I think that, that went out the window after that. I think I was, like, second year. I went out the window. Yeah, because I was giving you so much shit for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, like, there's just a period of this, like... There's just, a, there's just so much somebody can take before, you know, they crack. So what was the straw that broke the camel's back? You um, talked about that. Well, it, was, it wasn't really like, you know, like... It was just like, I was there um, over the summer. I was at a, like a little... Um, I went to another university. We did some... Um, so actually, I, um, like, my parents' dream was for me to go to grad school and be a doctor and mm-hmm. all that shit. I went to grad school. I uh, went to, like, a little program uh, over the PhD summer. PhD or MD? Oh, PhD for sure. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I broke I broke their dream in high school <laughs> when I told them I didn't want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. <laughs> Okay, so go back to the <clears throat> that summer. So I'm there that summer. I'm hanging out with like all these people in college, and I mean, you know, I mean these guys are like super smart. But the one thing they had, I mean, they were just they were free to do whatever they, you know, they. I mean, they still cared about their grades, but I mean, they weren't as. I looked at them and I just felt like, man, they're not stressed out. You know, they're they have their own like they they do stuff outside of academics. And stuff that, um, you know, they actually give a shit up. Like, they love, like, they honestly, they love the research they were doing. But they had uh, things that kept them sane and things that they really enjoyed to do. I felt like I, I didn't have any of that. You know, they, the, the way their mindset was, you know, they um, they did what, you know, made them happy inside certain stents of the law. So my question then is, do you know my next question is going to be? Do you have no. an idea? Why did I break away? No, it's back to... Have you found something that you that makes you happy? Right now, that what makes me happy is just mm, kind of gives me a good uh, thrill out of it. Is just trying new thin, trying new things, and my old one, which is just help as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. I, expect, but, I expect both of those things. But uh, man, it was just um, they. I just they had something that I wanted. That uh, mentality, you know, they weren't scared of scared of uh, anybody, you know, not even like their parents or anything. They just they wanted to be the best person. They they were they basically were the best person. You know, they were doing you know what they want to do academically, and they were doing what they want to do socially. And that basically like just hit me a one eighty. Was like, man, you know, I've been doing what you know. I guess my parents wanted me to do and which is a good thing you know you know you just go to school you know be a good you know be a good person and graduate and stuff like that but that really wasn't what I want to do and uh actually I fell asleep in the the research lab like a couple of times so that was like the uh, last thing where okay man I'm living my parents dream of you know trying to be a doctor and this isn't what I want to do so I mean that's the weird questions that's the weird paradox I see it as that you were afraid to be your own person. I was, but you, but 
but then you already had the courage already to give as much as you could. Right. Which is that weird thing where everyone already has courage to do, to be them. Right, but I was just afraid that I was taking something away from my parents. So, describe that more. Basically, like, they had, I mean, I guess they um, they were living through me, and, you know, they, or I guess they were trying to, but, uh, you know, they wanted to see me at my potential, and I guess um, what their what their dream was wasn't really uh, eye to eye with what I wanted to be, what I, what I thought was my potential. And what do you think your potential is now? Right now, I guess I have I know what what really makes me happy, and I know um, what I mean. I know I want to do new, try new things and stuff. But you want you you know you want to help people. I want to help people. Um, but so I guess how is that different than your parents' dream of helping people? Because they want the same thing from you, right? Where's where's that line that divides you? I think they. I guess what one of my parents had was uh, you know I was gonna be a good doctor and then you know go back to my home country and like help little kids and whatnot so it's help your own people help my own people and you know help yes uh, help people that were less fortunate than I, than I was so I would have some type of good status or you know like a, like a PhD status or like a certain a, rank a title a uh, basically initials <laughs> so I could go help people you know and you know the, the better I got <laughs> or you know the I guess they thought you know higher I went in terms of status you know the better chance I had to help people. The more influence you had, the more clout. Right. So, what's your opinion then? That is. I think that you know having a higher status, you know, does. I think you do have uh, a better uh, opportunity to help people, but I can still do that at at who I am right now. I mean, I don't. I don't need to have uh, that certain status. I feel like um, I think anybody that has a strong enough mindset can uh do that themselves they don't i don't need to be i mean there's a i mean there's a wide difference been being from like blue, blue collar worker to like being the president i mean you have a a higher degree of resources but i mean i guess stop living the uh you know grad school phd you know my parents fancy was first i wanted to you know do what i wanted to do and you know you can't really um there's a saying you can't really uh help people until you help yourself <laughs> And if I'm basically like hating what I do and you know not knowing who I am, then I guess I guess not helping myself first. Then I can't really help anybody else. So you gotta have something to give. Somebody. Yeah, it's the it's it's the spiritual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and right now, I mean, and I think like at that point, I wasn't content, and I feel like later on, I feel like just doing stuff. I mean, I'm content on you know life right now. I still would like to do more, but I have what I need. I don't mind, you know, sharing that or giving that to other people. Now, I mean, you can say like, you know, if you were higher, have a higher status, I feel like you could give more. But I mean, to I guess to the to the degree that I have right now, um, I think like sorry, until it's all perspective. So like, I feel like yeah, I could give more if you know I had a better job for a higher title, but. You know, I feel like it's perspective and um, how, I guess, it would mean the same thing. I'm giving a certain amount as much as I can to somebody. Mm -hmm. Because Unless of, unless you want to count it from like a quantity perspective. So it's more like sprinkles on top. Yeah. That, that degree doesn't actually change what you give people. Right. It just makes it look fancier. Right. It's 
it's ten percent of my life given to a piece of paper. Right. That ten percent of the time I could have changed someone's life. Right. I guess I just think like I'm a firm believer that everything and everybody is connected. Connected by what? Just just connected by any any anything like our interactions, our, our family, you know, um, where we what we do, where we go. Um, somehow, you know, we are, I guess, um, we are together. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like what you do as a person either uh, makes those connections stronger or basically you you lose those certain connections. Like in the sense, if I'm, in my, if I'm aware of my surroundings and I'm, if, I'm, if I'm aware of the people that... I have, I have a better connection to the things. I'm I'm, I'm going to be more aware of my surroundings, mm-hmm. and if I and if you're just thinking of yourself, you're gonna you're gonna I guess. Oh shit! I lost my train of thought. So that's we're going back to the whole idea of being selfish leads you nowhere. When being selfless leads you everywhere, the ability to think about other people gives you power sense that you know your limits right so everything at your limits anything extra should cut off right makes you more nimble makes you quicker right it makes you better to give so my question still is I'm still think it's a problem of America I guess is how can a country defined by as we the people be so much more about me myself and I you're more American, in my opinion, than most Americans are about saying, hey, $20 to a beggar. Hey, I'm going to help a stranger out because a stranger in my life helped me out. I think I think it just goes back to the person itself. I mean, there's just this, to me, I think there's just, I think we all start off with like this, you know, I person, I, I kind of person, I kind of uh, feeling mm-hmm. where we're all just, you know, focused on ourselves, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, it's, and I think it's just through experiences, you know, hopefully that you'll, that somebody will realize that, you know, it's more of a we, Mm -hmm. but that, you know, that, that there's like, that's, you know, wealth, that's, uh, you know, that's how you grew up, where you went to school, you know, all these different, you know, bodies of entity and institutions that that uh, fill that role but in the again it's just how it's how you're going to be shaped as a person and how you know you take every interaction to what how every interaction uh, molds you for the because you can because I mean you know we were saying you know, right, right now as a person like we can all you know all change but it's how it's what you go through that kind of makes who you are yeah so then that's just the biggest conundrum of my life then so if that's the case if we assume that well, well we were thinking like you know why is why are you know why have we how why have we changed from like 50 years from now to right now where it's just like i is that they don't experience the fact that they don't rely on someone else besides themselves to but they do all the time yeah, they'll rely on their parents and like, I mean, yeah, you know, you're going to feel something towards your parents, but I mean... It's that other non-blood related person. Right. 
And but even then, like, you know, it's you can you know, you can go against, you know, what I think is like, you know, there's, you know, why, you know, we're not seeing the person around ourselves and why we are like, you know, uh, everybody, you know, helping hands kind of thing. Mm -hmm. A few decades ago, you know, that's that's what you needed. You know, you went through so much crap that uh you needed to know who your neighbor was to you know and see that's the thing now we're scared of our neighbors we, right no one like we live in suburbia right houses are exactly the same right everyone pays about the same price to house so you should know that every person in your neighborhood right is like well off yeah but but, that's, but no one bothers to give like, walk over next door and say what's up that goes back to the thing it was like i mean even though we're like so surrounded with more people when we we're, we have a, such a faster connection to people we're all still alone yeah so that's the question I've always had is that we have so many opportunities to be so connected with people we have immediate access to someone across the country immediate access to see someone's right. face we have immediate instantaneous gratification yeah, but of connection and we just say fuck it we're gonna just watch porn or play Candy Crush or Look at cat memes. Yeah, but that's because we have all those things. But isn't the most beautiful thing in the world is human connection? You learn. There's just a lot more substitutions. <clears throat> but substitutions are crappy substitutions. Right. And you know that. We all know that. We all know that our favorite memories is not us eating, is not us playing Candy Crush. Right. Being level 99. Right. It's the random stranger we made a bow. It's that time we helped a friend at homework. It's a time but we... But that's too much hard. That's too hard. too much work? It's too Even hard. Even though we can call someone up and say, hey, hang it's out with hard. me. It's too hard. It's some, hard. Something artificial is so much easier. <laughs> it's so much easier just to to play a game to to watch TV like like okay think about how hard it is to call somebody versus text somebody. It's so much easier for me so I can do other stuff so I can play my video game right. and talk to you. It's simple for me now with my stupid mindset. On a daily basis, has to fight you know their uh, uh, awkwardness because you know they are so like in tune with all the other distractions. It's harder you know to walk outside and ask your neighbor for a cup of sugar because what it's fear that they will stab you in the back and like rape you like what's the why is that so hard like why don't why haven't you done that yet i've done that because i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> i literally borrowed my neighbor's uh vacuum cleaner because i don't want to use mine because mine was broken mine wasn't broken my mine was dirty i was right. a lazy little shit and it was like hey her vacuum cleaner is better than mine i don't want to use my shitty one so i'll just borrow hers right why is that easy for me and hard for you? Why is that? Why is that conversation so hard? Starting, I mean, uh, starting a conversation, and uh, you know, I just be too ashamed. That also comes up. What's where's the shame in that? I, I like uh, the fact that you know I need I need someone's help. But you said that you so like you're willing to give help, but yeah. you won't take help. Right. Where that's does that the come thing, from? That's the thing. That's the. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking about me in general, but I'm talking about like everybody. Mm -hmm. I know that. It goes back to like the freaking, uh, I'm the greatest, you know, we, we grow up, you know, thinking we're the best. And mm -hmm. it's the fact that you, like, uh, you needing help makes doesn't make it all about you. It kind of like, it kind of diminishes your, like, uh, social standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that by doing that, you should think in your mind saying that now I made that person feel like a hero. Right, and that should make you feel better, right? You made that day's person better, because right, and you and you and you, you met someone uh, yeah, and also you met you know you you met your neighbor, you mm -hmm. met a new person, yeah. you, but it's not that it's it's all goes back to like that 
you I, that that me feeling that you know I I don't need anybody to does it go back to perspective again people don't realize that they can ask for help people will give help all they want to right. because they feel like that makes them better but taking help makes them feel worse so thereby they won't do it like that's by doing that that's just flip logic around saying that right. if I ask for help I'm making someone else better right so like let's but say but if your social standing is perfect let's say you have plenty of things knocking right. your social value by one point is that right. going to change your life it's, it's like giving well, $20 away it's the same like the feeling of you know um, pride I mean that's that's also uh, that's not everybody that's that's only a f- that's let's say that's, that's only a f- that's only a few people but it all, but it is there so what's the other majority then Do you, is the reason why people ask for help what's the majority of the reason pride is I understand a, a immigrant thing and a right eastern traditional thing but right. what's the what's the biggest reason why people don't cry for help because your mom didn't cry for help probably she just got there and somehow this yeah. lovely lady swooped in right and became superman superwoman right for her without even asking your right. mom didn't even ask for help but somehow this woman knew she needed help because no one ever asks for help anymore. Right. But somehow people do help. Why don't people ask for help anymore? Just, the only other thing I can think of is like, just because somebody, no, nobody will give help. But everyone would. And for, when, when is the last time you've asked a friend of yours or like, for help and they, and they said no? No, never. I mean, strangers, I get that. Right, but you—that's why you talk to your strange, right. your, your your neighbor, and make them right. a friend. And once they're a friend, right, just ask. Because like your mother's willing to ask you all right night and day to drive drive her around. Right, she has plenty of friends who could drive too. Right. Why didn't she ask them? I mean, that's what's going to pride. But let's well, go I mean, back to the whole I mean, world. Whatever's I mean, whatever's easiest, and whoever <laughs> likely to help you. But uh, <laughs> but shouldn't you spread that burden to other people so that that person doesn't get burnt out? Well, I mean, it depends on who you who you're near. I mean, if mm-hmm. that's the only person you know and have, but this, that you this can... is Facebook. We have like a thousand friends. Apparently, we have a cell phone that can call anybody and anyone will pick up. We have a f- endless phone book, pretty much. Uh, uh, there's a difference between you know you can call as many people as possible mm-hmm. versus the person that you know will actually do it. Yeah, you, you you call someone reliable, but why can't you call someone unreliable first and then go to the next reliable person? It would take take what an extra thirty seconds to hear because the phone it's, because it, yeah, but it's easier. I mean, you already <laughs> have that person right there next to you. You can just be like, I just need to go to this place. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's, we, it's just like you have so many resources, but you go back to the basic same thing. Yeah, it's because, that. What? Why do we do that? I, I I have an idea, but why do you think we do that? Because isn't humanity all about innovation? It's all about us revolting against monarchies. All you. But it's not what you need. It's just, I mean, it's there's a lot of things that you, that you know you would want. You know, like, oh, I would want these many people. But you know, it's it's the common necessity that you have that people just go back to the like the basic idea of what they need. But the basic idea of what you need changes generation to generation. But I, do you see what I'm going getting at? Kind of. Oh no. In what sense? In the sense that. You have plenty of best friends. Right. Why do you pick best friend number one and never best friend number two? Yeah, best friend number one is reliable, but I bet you best friend number two is probably just as reliable. Why pick best friend number one every single time when best friend two is pretty darn awesome too? Why stop when when something's already good? 
Well, because that's the whole point of creating right. more connections with people. Right. That's how we grow as people. We go back to that right. logic. Is that if you have that logic, which I know you do, right? Why don't you reach out to people that you know will probably pick up the phone? You don't have to like call number one all the time. Number one will always do it. He'll be happy to. Right. But number five, six, seven, fifteen. They're great people. I know they are. I know you're number 15, probably. <laughs> probably. I just feel like number... Number one's easier. Number one... Uh, but it's not better, though. Like the, you don't value number one more than number 15. No, you don't. I think they're all, they are all the same, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just I know from, like, 100% that, uh, you know, like, your first friend will always be there. But so is 15 will be always be there, too. It's just that it's just that's just pure luck that you number, met. Yeah. For example, me before you met Kevin or whatever. Like yeah. Pure luck that I'm number yeah. two and Kevin's number five. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just pure coincidence. Right. That dictates this bullshit order. Is that it's pure coincidence that your parents are the most important person because like, they're the first person you see. Right. It also could just be like, you know just repetitiveness or calm, like a like an actual pattern, man. So what? Do you have an idea how to break that at all? Do you want to break that? Let, let's let's go. Let's yeah, go I mean, you know, you get. I mean, there's a. I think, like, there, like you get to a point where you know I don't. That will depends on people. Um, where you know you have to do something different because, you know, it, there's just you know people get to the point of like you know where they, they want more options. It's like, uh, you know, I mean. You want more options, and uh, it gets past the uh, need. Like I, I wanna, um, I wanna hang out with everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, mm -hmm. but I would like to. But like the analogy I get at is like you go to your, you go to freaking Chewies. Right. It has thirty different choices that are all good. Right. You pick number. You pick the enchiladas every single right. time. Why? The taco salad's probably great. The. the I mean, every, no, nothing's too. yeah. Nothing's gonna kill you. Yeah, but yeah, but you get all of this. You get the same thing because because you know it's good <laughs> because you know. I mean, you know you're gonna hate yourself for always picking it, but that 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 it's it's safe. It's safe, and it's a hundred percent reliable because you had it like so many <laughs> effing times, and like you know, there's I mean, you know, there's not gonna be one like there's not gonna be any doubt in your mind that that person. Or that person won't come not to pick you up, or that that thing is not going to be good. There's no. But I can give you some doubt when you give twenty dollars to that beggar. I can say that hey, he's going to open your door and stab you. That is a valid, quote unquote, valid concern. So why do you do that? Because that has hazards to it. Even though you've True. done it before, that that beggar could be like a freaking like murderer, and he right. could blow your brains out to see your car if you open your window. Yeah, but I don't. Ha but that, that's the unknown. It goes back right. to that. We, you're okay with that unknown. Right. But how are you not okay with the other unknown? It's Just the same uh, concept. I think it's in the same pool. I mean, mm -hmm. I've done it in regards to like every people's like mm -hmm. if I'm, let's just say like, you know, you're giving money to the poor. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't think like, and if I don't think in that sense, in that sense uh, that you believe that somebody that you're, you know, trying to help out is gonna fucking stab you. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a there's a, there's a high ch there's a chance. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you've done it to where like 
multiple times, not maybe not with the same person, but you know, people yeah. of that need in the, in that state, mm-hmm. you never had them, you know, hurt you. So why don't you apply the same mentality to your your friends that are willing to help? Like, what's the difference there? There's no difference in my opinion. What is different in your mind that's stopping you from doing that? I don't think there's a difference in my mind. Because people are brave in right. certain parts, and that bravery right. can be applied anywhere. That that white guy or whatever guy in your lab was brave enough to live his life. Right. Which is the same kind of bravery you use to give money to the poor, which is the right. same kind of bravery you would use to rely on people and say, call for help. It's We all have that bravery, is right. what I'm trying to get at. But what's that limiting factor where we choose to use that bravery only if it's a rectangle, only if it's a rhombus? It's a fucking square at the end of the day. Right. Everything's a square. I mean, what? Yeah, right? Squares, I've... You know what I mean. There's yeah, but but it, but but it's different because there's no we, difference. We, <laughs> there's no difference, but there there is like um, I mean, there is a difference, man. Like we're not uh, and how you handle different situations. Let's say like okay, let's just go back to like the giving to the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give somebody uh, you don't know that person. You mm-hmm. know, you don't know. Um, it's the unknown. You're, yeah, you're giving money. You're giving but, yourself to the but, unknown. But if I'm but if I'm asking somebody for help. I know each and every person, mm-hmm. and I know who's most likely to help me out. But if you ask a friend, you never ask for help out. That's you're asking the unknown, right? Just like how you give something to the unknown. You're right. giving to the unknown, but somebody you won't. Take yeah, but from the but I know they're gonna take it. So- I know, I, I know, I know, like that. You know, uh, I, I want, I know that they need help, and that's what I'm. You know, I know that that uh, I know what the final answer on that was gonna be. But then when you stood up against your parents and say, I want to live my life, you were literally stepping unknown saying, hey, unknown, right. fuck off. Right. This is my life. You have no idea how the unknown's going to act. That right. unknown could like hug you, the unknown could dis- disown you. Right. You have no idea how it's going to act. But there you're brave enough to say, hey, unknown, I got this. This is my life. When you want the unknown catch you. Right. You, you will fuck the unknown, you'll give to the unknown, but you won't let the unknown catch you, even the unknown's your best friend. It just depends on the circumstances, I guess. If I have twenty dollars, I'm and I can mm. I can give it to that person. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to that person. Mm. If I don't at that point, it's not twenty dollars. Once again, go back to the unknown. Okay, okay. Oh, the it's unknown. The unknown. It's, oh, finding. Okay, it's take the money out of it. Take okay. Just okay. define as the unknown, because pretty much that's what we're getting at. Is of, that people of, have different comfort levels with dealing with the unknown. Right. Some people will fuck it and fucking go to war against the unknown enemy and fight for the country for the unknown. Mm-hmm. You. Some people give to the unknown. Give to this faceless what, Depending person. on what happened, yeah. And, no, but no. it's so rare, in my opinion, that people will let the unknown catch them. But the unknown, if you give in, you know the unknown, you know right. it. But right. you just refuse to yeah, embrace you fe- it. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Because we're so close to it. We're like two out of three. Right. Not in average. We're probably 100% if you let it catch you. Right. We refuse to let the unknown catch us at, at times. It's <clears throat> a pretty interesting question. <laughs> I mean, you got us here somehow. Right. I actually never thought about this before. Because it's only recently that I've trusted the unknown. <clears throat> right. But most people would never trust the unknown. But they, but it's not unknown. They just think it's the unknown. Their friends are not unknown to them. Do, do you have an idea? Because I don't have any ideas. I mean, I lie, but I'm, I'm letting you think. You're trying to find. You're trying to basically like 
it's kind of like a, I don't know, if I, it's kind of like a, it's, I don't know what I'd call it, but basically like you already know, like you know, you already know, like if you don't do that action, you already know what's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. See that. I, I thought that a little bit. If you don't know it, then there's something in the sense that something could happen. Like I could, like, you know, like, um, because, you know, instead of, you know, you know how we say like, uh, it's better to have done than not done at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's to play a lottery. Yeah. Might as well play a lottery. Yeah. So like, you know. But then we don't play a lottery with that known. We just don't. We have, we yeah. Use... You, 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 you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, I mean, you're going to. You're gonna, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna gain anything, like, uh, like. But you will if you trust friend number fifteen. You will see how he helps you out. Right, right. That's Just what I'm. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if you don't do the action, I mean everything's gonna stay the exact same. And we like the same. That's, right. Is that ridiculous? Does but that if seem you kind of intuitive. But too? if you don't go into, if you don't go into the unknown. You're never. You're you're just gonna always stay in the same line. Yeah, but you're not gonna break away. Yeah, so so is, are you and, trying to say that humanity likes to stay the same? Because I I think so. I view, I vehemently disagree with that though. I feel like I f- I feel like it's much easier just to drive in the, in the same line instead of taking the the uh, the I, other. But there's I, so much proof of the like the change from the monarchy, right. democracy, the space flight. We've Humanity has loved the end. Right. Humanity has replaced capitalism with socialism, socialism with communism, communism with freaking Nazi. Yeah, but I feel like. We like, like the unknown. We, as a whole, love yeah, the unknown. Yeah, like because we don't like the same. Individual, individually, we love the sameness, which is. How, where is that? We fall so far away from. How good at humanity of being a hundred percent bad in average. Are you, are you saying like that? How we uh, as a whole, in terms of environment, that we go, we go seeking danger, danger, yeah. in unknown things. While in terms of ourselves, we say the same. Yep, we try to say the same. Yeah, like every time you go to class, we sit in the same damn seat next to the same damn friends. Every time you go to a lecture hall, right? We, we drive the same exact way to work. We are humans in this. We're freaking cogs in this beautiful machine that is right. always changing. Isn't that so weird? Would you say like we want? I guess would you want your? In, I guess would you not feel safe until your environment changed, and then you would do it the same. I guess you're saying like. Well, I'm thinking is like you would want your. I guess if you if you saw something change and you took that. Would, then you could go into that same direction, like uh, mm-hmm. let's just say like a one government took the freaking like so one group people took the initiative to overthrow a monarch, mm-hmm. and then you know but you know th- nobody had ever done this before. Mm-hmm. They found themselves to do that. Mm-hmm. They did the unknown. Yes, and then <laughs> but in that same regard, all these other people could have done the same at the same time, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They saw them do it, and, and then, then they, they did. Yeah, exactly. It's the American Revolution, then the French yeah, Revolution, but, and then but, it is domino but, effect. Yeah, but those guys, the second guys, didn't take the uh, didn't take the first plunge. They didn't. They yeah. didn't. They didn't have. They didn't like want. Have the, they had the gumption, right? But humanity has, has always had the gumption to, to take the first step forward. There's always going to be somebody. Always somebody. So why are we always that somebody? Why do we always wait for somebody else to be the first ball? ball? 
because we all have that potential, right? right? There's no reason why we don't. There's no reason why we can't be the first Korean black metal guitarist right. on the moon. Right. I mean, you know. You know. And, that's, and that's really weird because we're in a society where everybody can be anything. And we love don't individualism. We love that me, 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 me. Let's me be so unique and so different. But we all are the same. <laughs> we all wait. You know, it's just like irony that is just baffling. Where we're so focused on ourselves, but we do exactly the same thing as everybody else. <laughs> it's like it's like the goth kid. It's like the it's like the goth kid wearing black, right? An eyeliner to fit in with the other goth kids, right? When they're all trying to be different from everybody else, right? No one understands the goth kids, right? <laughs> we all try to look, try to be unique, even though we're all the same, <laughs> and we are posing uniqueness. We are lying to ourselves when we say we are a unique snowflake when we're all the same snowflakes then <laughs> you know what I mean I guess it always takes that first person like I saw um, so does it always have to be that first I guess that first guy to take the plunge but then it's also chicken and egg thing this is what I'm gonna blow your mind again like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to blow your mind is that yeah America was the first first one to quote unquote do democracy in the 1700s but the Greeks did it too right so technically, they weren't the first ones either, but they led a domino effect of people who were trying to copycat America. You know, America wasn't the first democracy. Even the Greeks were the first democracy. Like it goes back and back and back. Where like, it's like it's once again a weird irony where there's nothing new in the world anymore, but somehow there's a fear to change the norm. It's the norm that that no no one refuses to break. But somehow, Amiri is really good at switching the norm. It's all like how back in the 90s, there was Pamela Anderson, the, the skin tan, the boob jobs. Right. Now it's Kim Kardashian, the fake face, and the Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> right. Like, we are so easy to change fashion vogues. We're so easy to change who's the darling child of entertainment. But we're so, so unwilling to change ourselves. We're so easy to get forget about things. We're so easy to move on. Like I guarantee you, if you go to Flint, Michigan right now, they still are getting bottled water. But now we're worried about what? This is bottled water. It's not like freaking 1800s. You got to go down a well. It's similar thing. Same it's shit. Just same, same shit. shit. You same drive shit. Somewhere. Yeah, drive somewhere and get wait for it. Yeah, that sucks. And can you say that there's, like, no unknown? Where like, uh, like if we're all if history is just repeating itself, and we're basically like going into this. I mean, you're cycles. Just, yeah, you're just diving into the same. Un, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say well. Diving into the same well, and you're coming out a few years later. Yeah, it's just rem- it's it's why I call it the remix of time. Right. Time remixes itself, but few people dare to remix themselves. Right. Even though they have plenty of evidence of saying time likes to re- retry and redo things. Like you look at the... Maybe it comes... Uh, would you... Like the, uh, the idea of interracial marriage is pretty much identical to the, the same issue se- with same-sex marriage. Right, it's right. identical. Uh, like two ones to a T, but somehow humanity was so stubborn 
in like saying it's okay for people to get married like that. Even they're proof that we had the same stubbornness before. Right. We have so much evidence to say that we can just be live an effortless life of acceptance, but we choose to be so hard headed. I think we do. Yeah, but it's it's more refined ideas when they come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better. Every time we remix it, it's better. Right. It's better than it's before. We always take the old ideas and make it better. Right. But, but we're so no... slow at it. Is, is my, then, is my do point. you think that there's any original ideas? <sighs> no. I, in my opinion, there was just a Roy G. Biv of ideas. There was seven colors, seven ideas, whatever. And there's how we and you're just them. finding a, a new slider. R, 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 yeah, you're yeah, just finding a R, B, and G somewhere. Yeah, you're finding a different 255, 3, yeah. something <laughs> that people forgot about. Or people haven't used it in a long time. You're like just unearthing something that we forgot as human humans because our attention span is so damn short, even as, as a species. Individually, it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but even as, as a whole, we are really bad at remembering shit. That's, that's, that's my the thing opinion. That, that's my the thing opinion. that comes sure. to mind for me is like every time we've created something new, it comes off of, it copies off something like, well, the main thing we copy is nature. Yep. And like that, I feel like is like one of the most ultimate unknowns where uh, we don't know everything about it, even though it's right next. I mean, even though we are nature itself. And, and it is there. It's right in front of our eyes. Right. We just don't see it. Right. It, it goes back to perspective. Now we're back to the, we don't have the ability to understand it. We don't have the microscope. We don't have the, the self-awareness, the awareness, the tools to be able to face, to face the unknown again. Because unknown is, technically speaking, known. It's just, right. it's there. It exists. It's all around us. We remake us because see that's the twisted thing is like we like to beat nature, we like to have climate control buildings so that right. we don't have to move with the birds. We don't like to migrate anymore. We're very sedentary creatures. Somehow we beat nature by becoming nature. It's this weird. Even though we basically just use our ideas are off nature and we just try to use, we're basically using it to get away from it. Yeah. Which just goes back to the idea of saying we take but not give. And right. We all, we're really bad at doing the other side of the coin. We, we always, as humans, we are good at hating, bad at loving, we're shy or whatever. We're always weighted to one side of the coin. Is, 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 is my ideology. Do you kind of get where I'm going out there? Yeah. But... I don't know, maybe this is already an answer, but is it easier to uh, take than give? No, because then you get the question of how often do you take help? No, you barely take, but then at, at the same time... One, you, one's not hurt, well, I mean, well, I mean, one's not, uh, I don't think, I mean, unless, I mean, I'm not talking about like taking a stab or giving a stab, but I'm talking about like anything. One's not one's you're just like taking something from somebody else and not really yeah I think what you get is it's easier to destroy than to create right it's easier to break something down to tear it down right it's, it's freaking impossible as someone I know you in construction work right it's a pain in the freaking ass to build something up right but 
easy to mix some TNT and just yeah, delete it. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have to. Yeah, well, but but we already created it already. We're just so twisted, right? Right. We created a virtual democracy already. All we're doing is just taking the wheel and adding some spikes to it. Right. Putting some bedazzles on the wheel. Everything's been created already. But somehow we and we, we like to break the wheel first <laughs> and then rebuild the damn wheel we already made already. Is that accurate? We have a habit of breaking all the things that we have, enjoy, and love already. Right. And just to rebuild it again. Because we had democracy already. Yeah, but then... Then you just coupled it, became an emperor, and it became a Caesar, it became... You never... Yeah, but you don't... You don't... That goes back to, like, you don't... You don't truly appreciate something, or you don't really make something more refined until it goes through a whole bunch of shit. So like, then that's, I guess, the purpose of this. I think this is a perfect ending point it is that I'm going to shoot you the name of the podcast and see if you can figure out why I named it it. It's called Insufferably Human. <laughs> Do you like it? We've gone through a lot of names. <laughs> yeah, we have. Let's stick with that one. But you get why I named it that. So let me see if you can piece that together. Can you find me now that name? Because I have a lot of mean that I... There's a lot just... of means I could probably put, but I'm going with the one that sticks to me. Go for it. Yeah, I think... I think... I think all humans will suffer in some way. And, uh... I guess, you know... Be everywhere, be, and you're gonna come out of it, I guess, a more changed person, you like it or not. But there's just like, I guess, it's really interesting. I, don't know, I think it's interesting. Is uh, one of the main things that causes you to suffer is yourself. <laughs> it's so, called being human. Yeah. <laughs>